0: the Advanced Relationship Podcast. Just Bryce today. wanted to jump on real quick, unedited, and share some thoughts on triggers because I see a lot of themes here on our Facebook page and in individual and couples work. Triggers can wreak havoc on a relationship when you don't know how to work with them, you don't know where they come from, you don't know how to put language to them. Yeah, I could just ping pong back and forth, one person triggering the other And it just escalates really quickly. So, I want to start with a story, and then I'll relate it back to um, triggers in our nervous system. But when I was probably three years old, it was Father's Day, and my dad really wanted to get a dog. So, we went to this guy who was selling boxer puppies, and he saw the biggest dog in the litter. It had this giant head and giant paws boxers usually get to 60 or 70 pounds, but um, this one was like the monster of the litter. So my dad ended up buying it, he brought it home, um, and that thing grew to like 85 pounds and it was just pure muscle. And I think my parents tried to train it some, um, but it just never really stuck. It was always wild, It got out of the house all the time. It found ways to get under the fence, over the fence. It wasn't great with other dogs when it got out. Um, It just had this wild nature to it. And I think my parents kind of gave up. So um, that's what we had. And although it was wild, it also was very protective of us. Like that's one thing that we could count on is, yeah, we couldn't count on it to to stay in the yard, but we could count on it to attack anyone that came in the house. And that actually happened a couple times, like, really close, where our neighbor uh, thought he could just kind of pop in and be like, hey, and the dog just, like, lunged at him. And luckily, the neighbor was able to shut the door and didn't get bit. But a very protective dog. Um, and the reason why I share that story is earlier today, I made this interesting connection uh, I was feeling triggered about something. And I started like tracing it back to like, what's actually happening here? Like what, like, all right, I'm feeling angry, triggered. Okay. There's something I'm trying to protect. And it brought me back to the sense that, that I always have this scared animal, this crazy wild side of me, uh, in me at all times. It's my nervous system. It's it's a different part of my brain. It's not the, the cognitive critical thinking side. It's something else entirely. And it comes out when I fear that something I care about or value is being threatened, whether that's real or perceived. right? And we all have this side of us. And I think what a lot of people do is they deny that they have this really, um, primitive and unpredictable and fierce and sensitive side to them. And so whenever they get triggered and it doesn't really make sense cognitively, like why would that trigger me? If it doesn't make sense, then they blame, right? You said that thing, you use that tone with me. That's why I'm so upset and they don't understand that there are multiple, multiple layers that, that they need to dig in to themselves to really find out what's happening here. And that takes a lot of time, takes a lot of skill, mindfulness. It can take years to really figure out why one type of thing, one event, something that someone does really triggers you. And even if you gain awareness of it, just like, Today I gained awareness that, like, I really, for me to feel more relaxed and, like, in control of my environment. Sometimes I wanna, I wanna know information uh, beforehand, like that might might still trigger me, all the time. But now I have a little bit more awareness, and I can come back to center quicker, um, and I can share that with my partner Jenny, so that she knows that in certain situations, like podcasting, for instance. Um, that it's really helpful to relax me to know what we're getting into here, to know what the topic is and not have it be a su- be a surprise. And we all have these things in us and they might not even be solid memories. This might be something that happened way, way back before you even had your long-term memory come online. And in a moment, even though something happened at one or two years old, or maybe 10 years old, in a moment at 30, 40, 50, 60 years old, that part of you can get triggered and upset because you're so sensitive to it and it's just wired inside of you. It is a scared animal. We like to think that we're so far ahead of the game because we've developed our cognitive abilities and we can fly spaceships um, and we have technology and all this. But there's another part of us that really hasn't evolved at all, this primitive side. And so what I want you to think about is the next time you're triggered, or even if you have something right now that's on your mind, something that's really bothering you about someone or something that's happening in your life, I want you to start with this question. What might my scared animal be protecting right now? like why is this a threat? Because there is some type of threat there if you're reacting strongly to something, guaranteed. This is 100%. Human behavior makes sense 100% when we look at this through when we look at situations through this lens. People might have reactions that don't make sense to you because you don't have this framework yet. When I see someone freak out about something small, I get curious. Okay, what is it? Like, how could these dots connect? What is it that, that is being threatened in them? What is it that has them feeling so activated that they, they feel like they need to, to blame or lash out or maybe they shut down and go away? We all have our, our instincts here. But this is super important in a relationship to be able to share this with your partner so they know what's going on with you. And I think about the people that feel like they're walking on eggshells around their partner, which I think we've probably all been there in some way. Uh, But it's like, if you don't know what is going to trigger your partner at any given time, and it's happened enough times before, it might feel like you're walking through a minefield and what's so anxiety provoking is you don't know where the minds are because your partner can't tell you so you can just stumble upon one and they might not have even recovered from the previous trigger and they already have all these stories about how you're the problem um, and how you're trying to make them feel bad and they've already projected on you so much that really anything could set them off. It's um, That part is really irrelevant. So uh, I mean in couples work always trying to get underneath the content and a lot of that happens without talking so it's it's two people looking at each other in the eye and and being able to see what's really there what's really happening in real time because it is it takes a lot of work to 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 step out of the story and make contact with someone and get present to how you feel in their presence how you feel about yourself in that moment. Um, This is where the real work comes. So if you're getting stuck in arguments, if your partner's up for it, I highly suggest stopping what you're doing, sitting down on the couch, not talking, making eye contact, and just starting to share how you're feeling in that moment. Even just a few minutes of that can make a huge difference. So that's like one little exercise, uh, tip that you can use. And I mean, if your partner's not down to do that, um, they're not down to get help for their anger. Uh, they're not down to do couples work. I don't really know what to say. Um, I think that it's going to be hard to improve your relationship. You can obviously keep improving the relationship to yourself Um, but there's probably going to be some distance created to where like, it's just going to become less and less, uh, interesting, less and less, um, satisfying to be with this person if they don't want to work on their stuff. So, um, I mean, I think there are better and better ways that you can approach your partner and that's something that can be worked on. Um, but yeah, again, taking the the frame of the scared animal because the more compassion you can have here, the more it's gonna feel good on your body and on your nervous system. The more they're gonna be probably receptive to what you're saying. Um, but it works inside out, you know. Like if you're the type of person that spends a lot of time trying to figure out what's going on for them, worrying about them. Um, if, if you're an avoidant type like me. I pick up on that, right? My scared animal says, "You're trying to analyze me. You're trying to figure me out. I don't like that." Walls going up higher, higher, higher. Get out of here. Um, but the more you can understand yourself, the more you'll see how the way that you're showing up might be out of uh, more out of desperation and anxiety or judgment, and not this uh, like selfless um, helper that you think you might be so often. You're you're probably um, self motivated in some way, and your partner might pick up on that. So anyways, that's a bit of a tangent that comes with not editing. Um, Any final thoughts about triggers? I think that that, that there's just like a lot of hope for working with your scared animal and working with your triggers. There's a lot of amazing information out there, podcasts and books, coaches and therapists. Um, If you're really struggling with triggers in your relationship, I think you need, uh, someone who can guide you into your emotions, or if you're doing couples work into both of your emotions together. If you're with someone, if you're with a a coach or a therapist that you're just kind of stuck in the content, you don't feel a lot of movement, like move on, you know, like you don't have any loyalty to any particular person to, um, have them help you. So I think it's important to, to shop around and, and find someone that can help. But one thing you don't want to do is give up on the process. Cause a lot of times people come to me and they're like, well, we've already been to three therapists in the last 10 years. Um, but they gave up for like years in between there. Like, don't, don't do that. Like stay with it. You know, if, if you find someone that's not really working for you, like move on to someone else until you start seeing movement. Um, And that's the advice I would give to anyone who wants to get better at anything, you know, or you might reach uh, your limits with one particular person. And then you need a higher level coach or therapist to help you do this. And I'm really in favor of getting guidance here, because I just don't find that people learn this stuff on their own very well. And I don't think that people like teach their partners very well either. Like, if you're listening to the podcast and reading the books and then you're like oh yeah like and i'll just teach them about it um if you already have conflict and tension in the relationship like i don't find that that works all that well i think third parties um are really helpful for for holding space and providing an objective uh, perspective on what's happening in your relationship so Yeah. So that's, that's what I have to say on that is there is a ton of hope. I wish everyone so much, uh, ease and peace and joy in their relationship. I mean, that's why Jenny and I are doing this. This is why I do this for me because I see the value in growing and deepening my relationships. And I see how it powers me up to do big things in my life. And it's, It's only been in the last probably five years that I really took, I really changed my view from like doing all my personal work on my own and staying in my own little box to looking to my relationships as mirrors to how I'm showing up and to learn how to grow within relationship to other people. Because I've done that, I've done the spending days and weeks alone by myself traveling the world i've sat on the cushion meditating for hours at a time and that is super helpful but without the relational piece i'm limited and so i do both all right so that's what i got for today Uh, If you want to join a community of awesome people, go to Facebook and look up the Advanced Relationship Community. We have a lot of great stuff going on in there. Uh, Sometimes we do live coaching for free. Um, We pose questions. We answer questions. Uh, If you like what we're doing here, we don't get paid to do this. We do it because we love to, and it really helps us reach more people. If you could leave a review only takes a few seconds. That would be really helpful. I still have my men's groups happening. Uh, another one just started We have one more spot open in that. Um, you can find more info at www.bricebauer.com or you can see what Jenny's up to at www.jennymorrow.com and you can see what both of us are doing, but it's mostly Jenny at uh, www.advancedrelationshipacademy.com. Com. So thank you for spending some time listening and growing and learning with me today. Happy holidays.